Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, podcast where you can listen to English and pick up on some tips to improve your overall speech, making it nice and fluid. Today, we have a wonderful guest here with us, with me in my studio, Francisca Martinez. Francisca Martinez was the first female manager in her company in Mexico. Absolutely astonishing what she's accomplished. She started learning English a little bit later in life and has acquired some marvelous skills. She has been a student of mine in the past. We practice together often. So let's take a listen here and see, well, just see what we had to chat about today. So here I am today with Francisca Martinez, and she's very skilled in English. We've spoken, usually when we speak, where we talk in either English or Spanish uh, or a mix of both. But the fun thing about our communication is that we're both confident communicating to the other in the other's language. So, well, anyway, though, tell me a little bit about yourself, Miss Francisca Martinez. How did you learn English in the first place? Thank you, Patrick. Um, I started to work in a company, an international company, and uh, I needed to talk English with my peers in the United States. I started to learn to speak English. Uh, obviously, there is a necessity to communicate because most of our projects in the company includes to inform uh, what are uh, our strategies going on? Your communication, as you say, it was international. So were you only talking with Americans generally, or would you talk with people all over the world? Oh, you know, I, I remember a time when I had my first visit to United States. I, I attended a meeting with uh, other uh, uh, people uh, from uh, Malaysia, Japan, Italian, and uh, I needed to talk to communicate with them in English. And that was so frustrating when I didn't have enough vocabulary to understand and to talk. When I back to Mexico, that was uh, uh, that meeting inspired me to learn English, and I um, attending uh, presential classes one-on-one English classes, and, uh, but the, the method to improve my communication skills was to practice. Uh, I started uh, to have practice in uh, 2003, and um, I uh, was involved in a project with uh, seven American people. That practice was that I improved my communication. You say the practice is what you need, and I find the same with my Spanish, that when I just leave it, it kind of gets stale. You know, I, I forget easy words, or my grammar just sounds, ugh. Like, sometimes my grammar just comes out, and it sounds like a baby trying to learn, you know, to piece words together is what I feel like. But... 
like you say, the more you use it, the better it gets. And that practice is most definitely what you want to keep up with. But I just want to clarify something there, because this is an interesting thing to me that actually I didn't know before, that it was seeing other people speaking English, like the Italians, and you didn't have that skill that, that it inspired you to start learning? That's correct. Wow. And, uh, and I remember that meeting was in the 1998. But uh, recently, as you know, Pat, uh, now we have the communication through the network to internet. And now it's common to interact for other uh, people in uh, different countries. And um, and something that I that I learned uh, is uh, how each of the different uh, nationalities have a different accent. It's an example. Uh, if we talk with um, England, it's different the the intonation. If we talk with an Indian or Japanese, Japanese mm-hmm. and Chinese and um, uh, sometimes if we don't, if the English language is not our native um, language, it's so difficult to understand other. For me, it was easily to understand and to talk with American people, United States people, but with a different nationality, it's so difficult. I totally get what you mean. Like, you can learn the best American English, but even Americans sometimes struggle speaking with like somebody from India. And people from India, as you may have seen in the past, they have good English. Like many people grow up speaking English their entire lives, but it's that, you know, they'll be mixing their speech patterns of their original language with English. And then also on top of that in India, they have more of a British English than an American English. So they'll even use like a British uh, kind of R sound, which to a Mexican may not sound familiar compared to the American R. All these, so many things. And just the, speaking quicker than other people do. So that's uh, interesting points that you make. What would you say in your experience is like your biggest challenge when communicating with Americans in general? like? maybe talking on the phone that is okay in my experience again in spanish i hate phone calls in spanish my phone rings and i pick it up and i say hello because if i don't want anybody to start talking to me in spanish it's tough i can't understand everything um or sometimes when i speak to people of like much older generations like elderly spanish speakers they have such a different style of speaking from the people my age that I just can't follow a lot of what they say. So in your case, what would you say are some of the difficulties of communicating with Americans? In the company, the Americans who visit Mexico, they have the um, their focus to talk in a business English language. And most of they have some um, introduction how to manage the communication with Mexican people. But 
there is no people who have enough patience to talk with us. And that was the big challenges for us because sometimes they don't want it to hear, they don't want it, to, they don't have patience to, under, to try to understand what we are doing, even if, if we're talking business English. And, um, and that's, that's uh, important. But the main challenge for me was to have some not business totally like more casual kind of speech but when people are just in in the business setting in a formal context the book english and the stuff you learn in school and grammar classes that's perfect that's exactly what you want but when you're having a regular chat with not even just one person but multiple people in english they're going to start going fast. They're going to use cultural references, pop culture references, all these things that are so tough to find. At the same time, something that I would say that's really cool is another thing that you mentioned previously that, you know, back in 1998, you wouldn't have had all the resources of the internet. Just this chat that we're having right now, it's so cool because we can talk about this and then people you know whether they are in india or brazil or uh you know people around america wherever they can listen to this and maybe relate with what you're saying or uh be able to draw on their own experiences and see what you did and how they can you know improve in a similar way so the point is to say the internet is incredible because you can pick these things up no problem now you know it's it's all readily available but uh do you have any tips or things that might have worked for you in the past it's to practice again is to to talk uh when when i have a business travel to united states uh most of the time we have social um, reunion or go to the restaurant and um, basically that I did is to prepare uh, some topics to talk with people and uh, and um, for me what's so difficult to talk with other ladies American ladies for me it was m easier to talk with a uh, uh, gentleman uh, why? Don't know because uh, American ladies talk so fast, mm. and they, they, uh, she, or oh, they don't have a patient, and they, uh, and they want to talk about shopping or um, uh, something uh, about the restaurant, but uh, they don't have patience. The the gentlemen are more patient with uh, non-native English speakers. Mm. Wow. I mean, I guess the speaking as a man, I, I guess I am an example of that because I get complimented on my patients often. It depends on who you're talking to and, and the context and all these things. Yeah. Something that I wanted to ask before going any further, because you've mentioned, you know, okay, you started learning English after you started your professional career. And clearly you were traveling around, so you, you know, must have already made a bit of a name for yourself in your career, even before you learned English. But 
with uh, this here, I'm just curious, at what age did you initially start your English, you know, this journey? Well, gee, and I thought 43. you were 29. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> 43 is when you started. That's fantastic. Now, most people, by the time they get to 43, they say to themselves, no way can I start learning a language at 43. When, like, did you get that feeling at all at the time? You know, that I, there's, I can't do this. Like, I've, I'm past an age to learn a language. Did you feel like that? No, not at all. No. No, 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 because I, um, I love my job and, uh, and I wanted to be a success person. Uh, at that time, I was not manager. And after that, when I developed the, the ability to communicate with American people, I, I have a, a promotion in my, in my job and I was to, and I achieved to be wow, a human okay. resources manager. Human resources manager. That is big. And you've mentioned a few times that, you know, you kind of paved the way for other women in your industry as well, correct? Have you, do you, are you familiar with that expression, paved the way? Okay. No. So to pave the way means to make the road, you know, like when highways connecting cities, you need to pave the way before anybody can go. So, I mean, just from what I understand, it sounds as though you paved the way in some ways for some of these ladies that'll come later on. Do you feel that at all? Yeah, yeah. And that time I was the first manager in the company in Mexico, in the facility that I worked. Mm -hmm. And um, and after uh, uh, I was the first uh, uh, human resources before me, well, only the the gentleman have the the manager. Also, just positions. to be sure, when you say the first manager, you mean the first female manager. The first, the first, I was the first female manager in gotcha. the facility okay. that I worked. Uh, I I decided to improve my English communication because I wanted to grow in the company, and I was uh, the first female human resources manager in the company. Before me, only gentlemen have the position as a manager. And that's, uh, that's a, a big uh, um, achievement for, for me, because after me now in this facility, in this company, there is a lot of um, female managers, but I have the, it I was a the first. monumental moment for, I mean, in a way, you could say for all of Mexico, you know, these days things are changing in Mexico in general, where women now have many more opportunities for education, for high profile positions and jobs. And so the fact that you did it now, other people who maybe grew up thinking to themselves, ah, there's no way, you know, a woman is, is going to get there. That's a man's job. You've shown that. No, it's just a job. You know, if you got the brains, you can do it. And in, in the time that I have that position, it's, it was not common, at least in the company that I used to work. But uh, uh, now, these days, uh, the uh, professional female, they have, as you mentioned, they have a lot of opportunities to achieve a manager position. Mm -hmm. But when in my time, it's, uh, it was so difficult. I'll bet. 
Most definitely. Well, congratulations for you. And yeah, you know, I've said that a number of times to you, but once again, it's now everybody can hear. Congratulations for all your outstanding achievements and, uh, you know, paving the way for generations to come. And I got one other question for you here, because of course, you know, like we've said, inspiration wise, you've, I'm sure you've helped a number of people to be able to see, okay, Francisca did it. I can do it too. I've got one other question before you that I'd like to ask uh, before we wrap up for today, Francisca, and it's just whether or not in your life you've had any opportunities to use your English to help someone else, that your English, you know, gave someone else a hand in one way or, an, one way or another. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, when I was assigned to implement a software in the company that I used to work, um, I have an uh, opportunity to translate to Mexican people some of the activities or the change that we did in that project. And um, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's nice to tell you, Pat, that uh, when I started in that project, I was so afraid to speak in English. But... All the all the time I was uh, I was uh, in uh, participating in me in meetings talking in English with uh, American people, and suddenly I was the translator, because mm -hmm. some some my peers uh, in human resources that is not necessary to talk in English, because we have all our activities in human resources. Uh, with the uh, Mexican people. It's not necessary to talk in English, but to implement that project, I, I translate all the, the new methodology that we applied to, to, I translate for my peers in Mexico, because most of them, they don't speak or understand English. And the other, the other, the second time that I, um, use 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 my my English language to support. It's uh, I one time I was in the airport in Chicago, and in that time, an um, old lady was. Uh, um, it's she she doesn't find the the correct gate, and uh, and she don't speak English. She was a. a a Latin American lady, and uh, I help her, and I feel so good mm -hmm. because I have opportunity to use my English language to help that lady. Those are most definitely, in my opinion as well, the best experiences when you can, like when somebody is in a panic, you know, when they, because it is distressing very much distressing when you're in a situation and you don't know the language, but you need to communicate some things. It's, it's not easy and it, a lot of people can't handle it. And so being there for somebody and just being able to give them the words that they need to communicate, especially in an airport, because they need to catch a flight, that stuff is huge. Like that's wonderful that you were able to do that. I had somebody else before give me directions here in Mexico to the washroom, which was great because it's another distressing moment and you can't think in any languages at the time, even your native language. And then, you know, someone was able to translate for me, give me the directions I needed, no problem. 
So use your English to help those around you because not everybody has these skills. And in doing so, you will better your own English overall. Well, this has been a wonderful chat for today, Miss Francisca. However, we can wrap things up for today. And uh, with you, we've got many more interviews to come, provided that you agree to them, because uh, there's so much to talk about, so many good things to talk about. No problem. Well, do you have any uh, closing words, any final things you'd like to say? Uh, basically, it's uh, uh, improve your uh, communication in English, and you will grow and you will achieve anything that you want in um, in that you are doing. Absolutely. Keep working on it. Everybody, keep listening to these types of things. And believe me, you'll keep on expanding your English little bit by bit. Like you can start at 43 and speak fluid English before you even finish your career. See some major career advancement, you know, through coming to the tail end of your career. That's, that's pretty good. Anyway, keep up the good work, everybody. And thank you very much for coming in. And we'll wrap it up for today.